When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, deep breath. Deepest of breaths. <laughs> we had a lead. We it, it, The lead's name was James Harden. We were going to get into his, you know, quote-unquote selflessness, right, walking away from $47.3 million. What a, what a beneficent being he is for the 76ers. And he just, it's all about winning. We're going to get into the free agent aspects of altruism. And then it's bombshell from college football. Scramble the college football's fighter jets let's go let's get out there and then the kevin durant news courtney cronin is here i'm randy scott we're in for the guys it's canty and carlin on espn radio the espn app and sirius xm channel 80 as well as as espn plus we're presented by progressive insurance you can tweet us she's at courtney r cronin on twitter i'm at randy scott espn on twitter my goal to catch her in the twitter account the twitter follower account by the end of the show I'll need to triple my following. It's no big deal. Join the conversation. The CC call in line one eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Courtney, you just got you did first take already today, so you're you're double dipping as it is. You're at the seaport, the spacious, luxurious seaport. How are things? Things are great. Although about seven minutes ago, when I was walking in here, and Freddie Coleman who you know from ESPN Radio's um, Freddie and Fitzsimmons, was just finishing up doing Barton Hahn. And I'm, you know, walking in. I've got my coffee in two hands. And Freddie's like, did you hear the news? And I thought he was talking about, like, the Pac-12 and all of that we know, at least right now, with USC and UCLA all but have gone from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten. And he's like, no, Kevin Durant wants out. And you know Catherine O'Hara's famous line from Home Alone where she shrieks Kevin? I kind of sounded something like that, and I think I blacked out because that was seven minutes ago, and I really don't remember how high my voice was, how my voice was able to get that high. But oh my gosh, all of this posturing of him supporting Kevin, uh, Kyrie Irving and publicly trying to say that he was going to stay out of this, and it looked like things were finally settled for the Brooklyn Nets, and now this on the eve that free agency starts, just absolutely incredible news. It just, you know, can, can they just let college football have their minute for, like, maybe two minutes? It no. actually was all about two minutes until the NBA said, nah, this is free agency. We're stealing the spotlight back. We'll, we'll give college football its several minutes coming up. Probably bottom of the hour is what we're aiming for. We'll dive into the goings-on with SoCal, I don't know, losing its two flagstone and flagship college football programs where UCLA and USC are set to, to leave for the Big Ten as early as 2024, that announcement could come officially tonight as those just rumors are swirling and continue to do so in the hours, in the minutes leading up to this show. But in just ahead of the wire is the news, the Woj bomb from the man himself, Adrian Wojnarowski, who's the busiest man, honestly, on campus and, and quite frankly uh, in, in the building. But saying that, Nets general manager Sean Marks is working with Kevin Durant and his business manager Rich Kleiman on finding a trade for the franchise star. That, according to what Kleiman tells Woj. So not only, Courtney, is that news out there, as you said, coming on very much on the heels of Kyrie Irving opting in. And what did he say? Normal people? What was his like? Normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. Well, welcome to a tomorrow without Kevin Durant. 
You've opted into the Brooklyn Nets. It's $37 million as your player option. I don't know how choosing that makes anybody different from anybody else. But he opts in, and now Kevin Durant, like you said, the guy who has gone to bat for his friend Kyrie Irving, has at least informed the team and his representation, his business partner working with the team to try to find a trade partner. I mean, Courtney, Brooklyn's done. Brooklyn is done. We were trying to make an idea, trying to make a plan at looking at the Eastern Conference because we thought with James Harden, back in our original lead, right, James Harden was going to be the original top of the show. We were looking at it and saying, okay, so if James Harden uh, is freeing up some salary cap flexibility for the 76ers, I mean, realistically, how high is Philly going to climb in the pecking order in the East? Because Boston's there, Milwaukee's there, assuming full health for Chris Middleton and Mm -hmm. company. Miami's there. So are we talking about improving yourself for a four seed? Right? I mean, if Philadelphia goes four seed, then where's Brooklyn? Where do they slot in? And where does Atlanta slot in after the DeJounte Murray uh, trade? Brooklyn with Durant and Kyrie, we weren't quite sure. And Ben Simmons, assuming they get anything from him, we weren't sure where they slotted. You knock out one of those legs of that tripod right now, that thing topples over. Yeah, and I wouldn't rule out the fact that Kyrie Irving could still find his way out of Brooklyn, and I feel like he would want that now that his running mate, Kevin Durant, is not there. And after everything that went down the last couple of days, you had to ask yourself, if this was worst-case scenario, which it feels like we're teetering on, or if we're not already there for the Brooklyn Nets, with Kevin Durant wanting out, and, and if we project now that Ke- that. Kyrie Irving is also part of that group. Do the Nets have to hit rebuild mode and start over? Because you're not building a team around Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons only as your star. Like That just doesn't make a ton of sense. We haven't seen Ben Simmons on the basketball court in over a year. And this Nets team doesn't have the scoring power that they once did. Like This was exciting to think about the other day, just how high-powered, how high offensively powered that lineup could potentially be with Durant, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, you know, all of that now goes out the window. And if you're looking at like what the odds are going to be, I'm very curious to see how this thing shakes out from a Vegas perspective in, you know, a couple minutes, because you know that they're already turning the wheels about, okay, Milwaukee's where they are. They're probably still the top of the pack in the Eastern conference. Then Boston then who? Is it Philly at that point? Where does Atlanta jump up to? Four? I mean, they might have the best backcourt in the NBA. I'm not, that's not hyperbole either with DeJounte Murray yeah. and with Trey Young. No, you're they, right. That's a game changer for me. So I would say, to answer your question, sixth, maybe right. seventh for the Brooklyn Nets. How, how, how wild that is, just in like a matter of minutes, mm-hmm. how quickly the entire outlook of their team can shift. That's it. No, that, that, is, that is this. We were joking. Shannon and I were joking. He came in here with this league, but we were. It was. It's amazing that these things that you take for granted, or at least that I do, as hey, okay, look at the pencil the Nets in. Once Kyrie opts in, you got all right. They're running it back with KD. Maybe they know KD and Kyrie, and maybe they know something about Ben Simmons that we don't about his progress, about any of it, right? And so you're thinking, okay, they must be more informed than we are. Instead, maybe they're informed and just laying in the weeds, laying in the grass. Like, and you know, they, they knew something about Durant and his intentions or lack thereof to stay with Brooklyn uh, that we didn't. Or this is a bombshell and maybe Kleiman is speaking out of turn. I don't think so because I think you run the risk of Brooklyn maybe sending you somewhere you don't want to go. 
if you do out this story, leak this story ahead of time, you know, speaking out of class, so to speak. Yeah, and according to Chris B. Haynes from Yahoo Sports, Kevin Durant's preferred destination via trade is none other than the Phoenix Suns. You think that they want to, I mean, I know that's in the Western Conference, but potentially that would be a team that if you are a good team in the East, you could face in the finals. Like, this just feels, I just, I'm wondering if I should have seen this coming. Should we have all seen this coming? I don't know how you could have, though, if you try to cut yourself some slack here, because Kyrie Irving opting in, felt like the right move to keep Kevin Durant there and to keep him happy because all Kevin Durant Durant had been saying all along is that Kyrie Irving was his guy. He's the one who 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 brought him mm-hmm. to Brooklyn. They were going to build something there. They were going to make it, you know, make a run for themselves, make a name for themselves, do do something away from the people they had been associated with before with where, you know, for Kyrie Irving it was winning a title with LeBron James, Kevin Durant it was winning two of the Golden State Warriors. They were forging their own path and doing it together. Did something change in the last like 24 to 48 hours that irked Kevin Durant to the point where he's like, no, I don't care that you opted it. I don't care that any of this happened. You caused this much stress and this much drama in my life. I want something new. Like what happened? What changed over the last couple days to make Kevin Durant make up his mind here? Because why would you have not done this before? If this was truly your intentions the entire time, was this just some sort of like PR public um, setup where you you don't announce your intentions before Kyrie Irving? I thought you were going to do things in spite of whether Kyrie Irving was there or not. That's that's entirely Weird. fair. That's entirely fair. And it's listen in, in the interest of this, it's time for straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. In the interest of wild spec, I will just say this speculatively: as as one, like, these guys are friends. Kevin Durant has done what so few people have been able to do, and that is get down to some level of foundational understanding with Kyrie Irving. They are friends. Kyrie has friends. It sounds difficult to just say. Kyrie has friends. He has people that he leans on, that he trusts, people that uh, understand him, and people that quote-unquote get him, and Kevin Durant is one of those guys. And Durant went to bat for him, so I wonder if, looking at the NBA landscape, there was no other team that was going to be willing to take the risk of paying Kyrie Irving $37 million, which is what his player option is. So maybe Kevin Durant, in the best interest of his friend, enabled him to make that money this year. Maybe I, I, I refuse to believe that a friend would blindside another friend here. So I don't know that Kevin Durant blindsided Kyrie. Unless they're not friends. Unless, honestly, all of this was a setup and we had the wool pulled over our eyes. And we're just being played like the sheep that, uh, that Kyrie Irving has it's said very, It's very are. possible because apparently we're all peons. And I guess Kevin Durant <laughs> could potentially be calling us that too. It just doesn't make any sense the way that this stuff is lining up. I had for the longest time. You know how on Twitter you can uh, get notifications for accounts when they tweet? I do. For the longest time, and a matter of fact, I know when it started. It was it was June and July of 2016 when we were all waiting for Kevin Durant's free agency decision, and Chris Haynes was a guy that I obviously respected a lot in the NBA space, respected his work, and I was he was the only for the for five years, five and a half years, the only notification that I would get on Twitter. I would get a notification every time he tweeted because I just forgot to turn it off but he was the one who was dialed in with Kevin Durant's camp so I believe what he says so when he says this about Phoenix and that's a preferred destination I believe it one thing to keep an eye on Shannon reminding us here DeAndre Ayton is a restricted free agent right now for Phoenix mm-hmm. that could be some level of a swap but there let's also be 
crystal clear here. There is no team in the NBA outside of Brooklyn that either has the talent to match a Kevin Durant in a swap or would be willing to part with that talent to make this even a semblance of an even trade. I, I want to get to uh, I want to get to to this here from from Vivid Seats. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and you can be there to catch all the action live with Vivid Seats. Get out to the ballpark and experience every home run, every web gem, and every walk-off. And with Vivid Seats rewards, you'll start earning free tickets from your very first purchase. Buy 10 tickets, get the 11th one free. That's like getting 10% back on every ticket. From the box seats to the bleachers, Vivid Seats has you covered with tickets at great prices all summer long. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. All right, so the NBA is just refusing to let other sports, other leagues, Courtney, uh, have <laughs> any any real estate on this sports day, this suddenly busy final day here in the month of June. And joining us here on the CC call-in line, one 888 espn 888 Three seven seven six is Tim Bontemps, our ESPN NBA writer. He's at Tim Bontemps uh, on Twitter, and, and normally Tim, I don't want to tap into some East Coast roots here, a little farther south on ninety five. I'm fascinated by what's going on with Bradley Beal in DC and what James Harden is doing in Philadelphia. But let's get to this Kevin Durant news. Uh, it was a surprise to us. I'm wondering if it was a surprise to those more plugged in. What was your reaction when you heard? I mean. I wouldn't say I was stunned. I mean, the timing of the news was certainly a surprise, but you look at the way um, things have played out in Brooklyn over the past, you know, week or so, um, you know, certainly it's been a turbulent time there. And as our agent Warjanowski has said repeatedly, you know, there was going to have to be conversations between the Nets and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant to get everybody on the same page between now and the start of training camp. And obviously, you know, there is not going to be a starting of training camp in Brooklyn because it's, Adrian has since reported, you know, with Kevin Durant working with Sean Marks, the GM of the Nets, to find a trade, uh, there's going to be a trade. And it's just a matter of where he winds up. And uh, it's safe to say that there are a few moments that have been bigger. It's certainly from a transaction standpoint, there's only a handful in the history of the league that are bigger than Kevin Durant being traded with four years left on his contract, even at 34 years old. And there's little doubt that, you know, from now until the moment he moves, I would say the league is going to be frozen because teams are going to want to know exactly where he's at and what moves around as a result, because this is not just going to be a ripple effect of the single move of Kevin Durant being traded. Um, You know, there's going to be a massive haul in return for him. We already seen the Nets trade uh, a first round pick Phillies pick in the 23 draft for Royce O'Neal, presumably Phillies pick, I should say uh, for Royce O'Neal from the Utah jazz. So there there's going to be, some pretty seismic activity here going on. The other thing to remember as you start to think about Brooklyn Nets trades here is the Nets don't have control of their draft for the next several seasons because of the James Harden trade that, by the way, they only made 18 months ago. Uh, It feels like 18 years ago when those three guys were put on the Nets and it was going to be the super team going forward. So because of that, you know, a lot of times you see these teams in situations like this try to get, you know, a bunch of young draft assets and picks and kind of start over. The Nets probably can't start over given the situation they're in. So, they need to find talent that can help them win today. And certainly, um, I think when you look at this situation going forward, um, that's going to open up a lot of different avenues than we typically see in these kinds of trades to see what they can get back for Kevin Durant and the deal. Tim, should we have seen this coming? Because I thought it was all but a done deal that KD and Kyrie were going to be on good terms and were going to be fine after Kyrie opted into his player option 
earlier this week. Like, what changed? Was there something behind the scenes that led you to believe that Kevin Durant was going to do this all along? Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily that this was going to happen, but look, like like I said, there was enough there was enough turmoil behind the scenes that certainly you could see that this was a scenario that wasn't impossible to play out, right? I mean, look, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were tied at the hip when they came here, mm-hmm. and Kyrie Irving was at least willing to leave Brooklyn to go somewhere else if somebody else was willing to give him a long-term contract. The fact that only the Lakers are willing to do so, and they didn't have anything that really enticed the Nets to make a trade, um, that obviously didn't allow that situation to take place. But presumably, if there had been somebody who was willing to give Kyrie a long-term deal and give the Nets stuff to make a trade, Kevin Durant may have done this sooner, right? So, like I said, am I am I stunned that this happened? No. Am I surprised? Yeah, I'm surprised that, that we're here um, a few hours before the start of free agency. But I think the thing to remember here is, and the thing that I think fans should pay attention to, is the timing of this decision. This comes about three hours before the start of free agency. Why does that matter? Because Kevin Durant, if he ends up on the Phoenix Suns in a trade, one of the main pieces that would be coming to the Brooklyn Nets or would be going somewhere in a Kevin Durant trade is DeAndre Ayton, the restricted free agent center, who is the number one overall pick in the 2018 draft and will be a restricted free agent in three hours and will have the ability to go sign an offer sheet somewhere else. If DeAndre Ayton goes signs an offer sheet with another team, it becomes incredibly hard for the money to work to get him to Phoenix. So I think when you talk about Phoenix being a preferred destination for Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. the timing of this happening when it did, it points to that being the case because of the things that would line up that would allow Durant to get there now that if he tried to do this in a week, they might not be available. We're talking with Tim Bontemps, our ESPN NBA writer. And and listen, you got a guy in Kevin Durant who's going to turn 34 before the start of the season. He'll turn 34 in September. He's got 14 NBA seasons under his belt. And I just say that to say this, because when you think of the the haul that a trade for Durant could command, I kind of point to the Anthony Davis trade as probably the biggest overall, you know, trade package that Los Angeles sent to New Orleans for his services. What sort of scope of deal do you think it's going to take for a team to land Kevin Durant? And if you want to throw DeAndre Ayton in, if you want to put together a deal for Phoenix here, go ahead. But let's let's also keep in mind, Tim, Phoenix is under investigation. Like, Phoenix owner Rod Sarver is under invest- active investigation by the NBA. So why Durant would choose to throw his name and his future into that uncertainty, I don't know. Maybe it's Devin Booker. Maybe it's the power of D-Book. Well, I mean, they have a they have a great team. I mean, that's, I mean, I don't think he's thinking about what's going on with Robert Sarver. I mean, if he wants to go play for the Suns, I mean, he's looking at Chris playing with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Um, but I, I, I'm not going to get into the, the hypotheticals of, you know, here's what a fake trade could look like, but it, it, it's clear that you mentioned Anthony Davis. It's going to be that sort of package. It's going to be a massive haul of players and picks okay. that comes to the Brooklyn Nets in this trade. Because again, you're talking about a guy in Kevin Durant, who's one of the best players on the planet who also is under contract for four more years. And yes, he is 34. He's entering his late, late, the latter stage of his career. But with his size and his skill and his shooting ability, he's going to age just about as well as anybody in the history of the NBA from a star standpoint. So I'd feel pretty comfortable trading for him. He's obviously a maniacal worker. He loves to hoop. Um, I think there's little question he's going to keep himself in as good a shape as possible. And when you just look at the combination of his talent, his contract status, and you know the landscape of the league and him, what him going somewhere else could do, for a franchise, there's little doubt that this is going to be one of the bigger hauls we've ever seen in a trade. And so when you're looking at trade packages for him, you've got to look at um, prime talent. You've got to look at prime young talent. You've got to look at a lot of picks. And I think 
when you start to put that together, that's the kind of package you're going to be talking about to get a player of Kevin Durant's caliber on your team. It really is flashbacks to 2016, this time of year, and uh, this sort of wait for that kind of superstar. Tim Bontemps, we appreciate the insight, man. I know you're busy today. Thank you for uh, making a little time for us here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, again, it's at Tim Bontemps on Twitter. And uh, listen, I... (laughs) You see Katie to Portland trending on Twitter right now. Like, one man Maybe has committed. Maybe Damian Lillard would get what he wants after all. <laughs> Maybe Damian Lillard's the one who sparked this whole thing with his uh, Photoshopping skills the other day. I'm not so sure. That was that was some sick Photoshop, though. That is Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Uh, Tim brings up a fantastic point, and there's also the Monty Williams angle out in Phoenix where those guys uh, have a history going back to KD's time in, in Oklahoma City. It's fascinating. So we're going to dive in to more on Kevin Durant, more on NBA free agency. Also, the college football bombshell today, USC-UCLA, planning to move from the Pac-12 to the Big 16, the Big 10, as early as 2024. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, in for the guys on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hi it's mike greenberg letting you know espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt Stephen a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today new users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win download espn bet today what a play must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Man, you need to break out a map keeping track of the NCAA right now, especially uh, <laughs> news this afternoon. The Big the Big Ten is expanding as early as 2024, expanding its footprint into the SoCal area. So, all right, we've got Courtney Cronin. We've got Randy Scott in for the guys on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80 and ESPN+. Plus. So if I'm looking at this, Courtney, we've got – New York covered, right, with Rutgers. Shout out, Rutgers. D.C.'s covered with Maryland. Chicago's covered with Northwestern. No big deal. And Los Angeles is covered with UCLA and USC. I mean, Big Big Ten's taken over. We might need updated to Big 16, but it seems like they've got some major, major media markets covered with this news this afternoon. Continental takeover, and I can't even wait to see what those TV dollars look like for the Big Ten. Are we going to still be able to call it the Big Ten after all this? <laughs> Big 16. It's, it's been the Big 14 for a few years <laughs> For a few years now. You can tweet us at Randy Scott ESPN, at Courtney R. Cronin on Twitter. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can join in the conversation on the CC call-in line, 1-888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, where we're putting out the call not only for this, but for the best landing spot, in your opinion, for Kevin Durant, because, oh, yeah, there's that other massive sports bombshell that fell into our laps 
uh, a couple minutes before coming on the air. But for now, we have Heather Dinich with us. She's our ESPN college football reporter at CFB Heather, who joins us on the CC call-in line. Heather, you can take this any way you want. I think I want your initial reaction here because news not only that the Pac-12 has sort of been pilfered, right, sort of been been stolen from here, but it's not just that the Pac-12 has been attacked. It's what is being taken away to blue bloods here in USC and UCLA. I mean, if you really want my initial reaction, <laughs> we've got to get the beep going on because there was a lot of holy beep, like what beep, beep. I mean, are you kidding me? Oh. Unbelievable. I talked to Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyovkov this week. He's in Montana. He's like, I hope to be off the grid this week. Nope. <laughs> no. Well, guess what? <laughs> You're on it. You're back on it, man. I mean, I talked to a high-ranking university official in the Pac-12 who said that they got soonered and horned, that nobody saw this coming. It was Bob Bowlesby all over again, is what I was told. And, you know, blindsided, basically. But here's the thing. Anybody who pays attention to college football knows realignment is always there. And there could not be a more tumultuous time in college athletics in general, not just college football, than there is right now. And so this is a monumental change, though. OU in Texas was big. This is huge. And now you have these two super conferences flexing their muscles and clearly separated from everybody else. So the loss of USC and UCLA would be a massive blow for the Pac-12. But what do you, like to your point, what do you think this does as far as creating two super conferences with the Big Ten and the SEC and then the rest of the FBS conferences? Like where are we headed with this? Well, hang on to your seats because there's no way this is over. There's going to be more dominoes to fall. I mean, people are already texting me. I'm her, like, think something else is going to happen. This isn't it. It's not over. It's just beginning. These are high-ranking officials from all over the country in college sports saying something's going to happen next. You know, so when you look at the ACC, they're in their TV agreement through 2036. Does that mean teams can't leave? No, but they've got to pay a pretty penny to try and get out. Um, that's going to be a hefty exit fee considering – how locked in they are to that TV contract. My question goes initially to the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Does the Pac-12 now try to piece it together with schools like Oklahoma State and Baylor, just more of a geographic plug? And then what happens to the Big 12, which just tried to piece itself back together? Um, A lot of questions, but I think there's certainly more movement still coming, and, and it could be with the Big 10 and the SEC. I don't know the answer to what's going to happen, but I know something is still yet to come. That sounds so foreboding. It's Heather Dinich, our ESPN college football reporter. And if you know Heather even a little bit, you know she does not traffic in these foreboding statements. She's not a <laughs> she's not a human rain cloud. She's a ray of sunshine. <laughs> Heather, looking though elsewhere uh, at the college football landscape as it stands now, like it, it, with specific regard and significance placed upon the college football playoff, because my question for Courtney before the show was, did Lincoln Riley know that this was in the works? He's yet to coach a regular season game at Southern California. And yet now to me, his, ah, man, his road to the playoff got more difficult. It gets more difficult with this news, right? You have to go through Ohio state. You have to go through Michigan to say nothing of what we know about what the divisions will look like in that alignment in the big 10 conference. 
but the impact that it has on the college football playoff, what does this move, this latest continuing round of realignment, have on the total number of teams that we have in the playoff, which right now stands at four? So you would think even at their beefed-up status, the SEC and the Big Ten would still want a college football playoff, some type of a postseason. And you would think, logistically speaking, that they would want it to be more than four teams because they have so many teams and they can get more teams in and they can make more revenue from that if that were the case. Now, does this change their vision of what the college football playoff should look like? I mean, clearly they couldn't reach a consensus to this point, the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12 were the ones that voted against expansion in January at the national championship. But here's the thing. Um, when you look at the SEC, Greg Sankey has said, we're considering all options. I mean, I was in Destin at the spring meetings, and while it did not get a lot of traction or serious conversation there, there talks about an SEC-type tournament. Um, does the Big Ten now start to think about that? And you know, the Big 12, um, excuse me, the Pac-12 just scrapped divisions <laughs> like a couple of weeks ago. What does that mean? <laughs> what, what is their championship game going to look like? So I think that there are a lot of questions, but the one thing that's good is the timing of this in terms of CFP expansion conversations are quiet right now. So there's going to be some time for the emotions to settle down a bit. When OU and Texas announced they were going to the SEC, emotions were hot. People were mad. Bob Bowlesby felt burned. I'm sure just like Klyovkov probably feels right now. But when that happened, they were at the table. They were talking about 12 teams. They were ready to vote on this thing. And momentum came to a screeching halt. This is different, but I think it will still have some sort of an impact. So Randy and I were trying to project out the what's next factor for the rest of the Pac-12 and you know who else might be a target potentially of more conference realignment and getting plucked somewhere else. Is Oregon at the top of your list for teams that might not be staying in the Pac-12 or is there a way for the conference to hang on to dear life for the last remaining highly relevant, highly revenue drawing team in, in school? Well, I mean, just off the top of my head, if you're Oregon and you have Phil Knight from Nike, who can probably pony up an exit fee, I'm like, where can I go? <laughs> Are they next to the Big Ten? Um, wouldn't surprise me in the least. I have not heard that. I don't want to infer that I'm reporting that. But as far as speculation goes, yeah. I mean, if you are a team of that stature with that kind of money, do you take it and run? I don't know. I think you do. I think you do. I think it's, I think it's shown to be all about the money right now, and I think you take that paycheck and – put your program in a position to recruit and a position to continue to pay for those recruits. I, but, but again, my main takeaway from our time with Heather today is that this is far from over, you know, that, mm-hmm. that USC and UCLA are not the last ones to go ahead and uh, alter the college football landscape. Heather, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much for taking part of your day and spending it with us. You bet guys. Thank you so much for having me on. That is Ray of sunshine, not human rain cloud. Heather Dinich. She's our ESPN college football reporter. there's much more on the bone here as it pertains to Lincoln Riley because you don't get that contract, make that move, make that splash if you don't have some understanding, Courtney, of what's to come here down the pipe for your program. 
I mean, if he didn't know, and if he's as blindsided as you, myself, and Heather, I would be incredibly surprised because the exit that he had in the way that it happened from Oklahoma makes me think that he knew something of this magnitude was going to happen at the program he was about to inherit. But as Heather said, his road gets tougher. <laughs> like, it doesn't get any easier by going into the Big Ten because we don't know where USC, East or West, which division they're going to go to in the Big Ten. And regardless, that's a, that's a harder conference from a football perspective, top to bottom. You talk about magnitude, and we will get into that in the NBA. Kevin Durant requests a trade formally from the owner of the Nets himself. What's the best landing spot for KD services? Your calls, and we continue. It's Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, and for the guys, Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Plus. Courtney Cronin and Randy Scott sort of, I don't want to speak for you, but like kind of catching our breaths a little bit, right? I mean, a little like, flabbergasted. A little bit. But this, I want to get back to the to the UCLA-USC news that they're leaving the Pac-12, headed to the Big Ten in 2024. An official announcement could, could come tonight, could come uh, tomorrow. Nothing like a holiday weekend to sort of uh, act as a, a multi-day news dump. But from a from a coaching perspective, you know, Lincoln Riley's move from Oklahoma out to USC, at least in terms of recent football success, didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It, to say nothing of the contract and the locale and all that stuff, but if you just look at it football-wise, he stood and had won more football games at Oklahoma. Getting out to USC seemed more difficult with regard to recruiting, your level of competition, just the resources in general – and now this news that they're headed, USC is, to the Big Ten in a couple of years. I don't know that his path to the college football playoff, Courtney, got any easier. I would say it got more difficult because of who he now has to compete with within his own conference. Exactly, and we don't know how the conference is going to be aligned in terms of east-west divisions. I think you could imagine that Oh, Ohio State and Michigan will stay where they are, and geographically speaking, the west will contain UCLA and USC, but who's to say because this thing is bonkers to begin with. Um, it's just, it makes it, you've got to wonder did he know about this or know that this was even a remote possibility at the time last year where he decided to leave Oklahoma and bolt for USC? I mean, there were there was this, the idea out there that the path becomes easier because of how the Pac-12 teams have begun to separate themselves, even within their own division of where USC, you know, 
has been in a state of rebuilding, and he felt like he could, he had the opportunity to go there to take over a storied program. It's one of those jobs that even if they were awful, you don't say no to. But now your path towards the college football playoff, your path towards a division title, let alone, let's start there, that becomes yeah. so much more difficult. I don't know that he knew. I, I've gone back and forth. I don't know that you make that sizable of a new. Like, I wonder if he had a good an, thing going at Oklahoma, so sure, I would agree with you. I don't know if there's right. Is there an awkward conversation going on right now in Los Angeles between Lincoln Riley? And, Are his boxes still packed at the house where you could you know, go back or go somewhere else? That massive house, my goodness! You've seen pictures of that I seventeen sure and a half million dollar estate, water views, all of it. Like, you're, listen, you got to go pretty far to get some water views in Norman, Oklahoma. Maybe you know a view of a lake. It's sort of a pool pond situation, right? Pond. Pond would be good for you. So I don't know that Lincoln Riley knew, but I know that his road to the college football playoff gets a lot more difficult going through Michigan and going through Ohio State. Your road continues with us, Canty and Carlin, on ESPN Radio. I think it was Mike Tyson who said that everybody has a plan until they get get punched in the mouth. Punched in the mouth. We had a plan for this (laughs) show, and then college football punched us in the mouth, and then the NBA punched us in the mouth. It's Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, in for the guys, Canty and Carlin, on ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80 and ESPN Plus, however you found us on this suddenly busy sports day of sportsing. We're glad you did. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can join the conversation on the CC call in line, 1-888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Best landing spot for Kevin Durant. That is the question in the wake of the Kevin Durant trade request. Uh, Caesars has actually adjusted its odds to win the NBA championship, the, what do we call it, professional basketball championship? I forget sometimes. You have to be kind of kind of be careful, right, with some of the betting lingo. But Caesars has said now that Phoenix is plus goes from plus 900, which was sixth best or worst odds. I guess it depends on whether you're betting on it or not. But plus 900 to plus 550, the lowest odds. The Heat go from 16 to 1, which is tied for seventh. So Miami now goes to plus 800, which is sixth. And the Nets go from plus 750 to 30 to 1, which is the uh, 12th best odds in the NBA. I think that's I think that that fits pretty well. It certainly sounds like someone who knows something thinks this is a uh, Phoenix Suns deal to be done. It's amazing. I've been on first take all week, Randy, and we've been talking about the Western Conference and laying out our top teams and oh man, the Clippers are back because they got John Wall, they've got a facilitator, <laughs> a point guard, all this stuff and we've kind of failed to mention where the Phoenix Suns are in that mix of the top 8. I think we will know pretty soon if Kevin Durant ends up going to Phoenix via trade from mm-hmm. the Brooklyn Nets, where their odds are going to be. It, it is absolutely incredible that they come, you know, barreling in here like a bat out of hell with Kevin Durant <laughs> being, you know, at the top of it, them being at the top of Kevin Durant's list. It's just wild to me how quickly this thing can shift and how it can truly change the dynamic of what the Western Conference looks like. You know, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, along with the rest of the Golden State Warriors, are probably on a beach somewhere trying to vacation. They're like, man, we got this guy potentially coming back to our conference? Sheesh. You mentioned Golden State, and we're going to get your calls in just a minute. So please, Dante and Iowa, hang on just a moment. As Canton Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance, your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with our easy-to-use mobile app. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. But you mentioned Golden State, and I let's be – perfectly clear here that is the best basketball fit for Kevin Durant Golden State is the best it will not happen it will not happen but it is better than playing with an aging Chris Paul and ineffective in the postseason the deeper into the postseason it goes Chris Paul and it's better than sharing having to 
you know, fit into a system that he's unfamiliar with, with Monty Williams. Golden State makes the most sense basketball-wise, more am sense I, in Miami. Am I dumb for saying that I like the Miami one, though? I want to get into I know, how I know that, that you and I have talked about what the dynamic could be between yeah. him and Jimmy Butler and how uh, tenuous that could be. I really want to see it. All right. And that's I'm apparently fascinated. on his list, so it's, so it's going to be a going to talk about. Well, let's do that then. Okay, so Courtney's going to make the case for Miami. I'm going to argue the case against it because I think Jimmy Butler and Kevin Durant would be a reality TV show waiting to happen for a full NBA season. Dante and Iowa, please hang on if you'd like to. We will get to your calls as Kevin Durant has changed our sports day on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio.